All right, today's podcast, I have several guests here. I have one gentleman that is a wannabe, uh, Tango Tango, and he's uh, getting ready to go to boot camp. I also have a gentleman by the name of Golf November, and he is in SEAL training right now. And then I also have a gentleman, Whiskey Mike, who is currently active duty SWIC. And so what we're going to do is we're going to cover for everybody from A to Z, basically. So, guys, let's just start off. Anybody can chime in when you want. Um, when you went to boot camp, is there anything at all that you wish you would have done or known before you actually went to boot camp? Me, personally, I just didn't expect it to be so boring. I would just prepare for the longest two months of your life, but just try and stay motivated while you're there. Find a good group of guys that just are there for the exact same reason as you and be friends with everybody because when you get to buds your peer evals are very important and it starts day one of boot camp because those are your classmates that's where it all starts so basically would you agree that when you're there in boot camp you want to be the best sailor you possibly can because if you're going to go over these programs you want to be the best at everything you can possibly be. That doesn't mean being I the best runner or the best swimmer. I'm talking about being the best sailor. You definitely want to take it serious because, I mean, I wouldn't say what you do in boot camp follows you through the pipeline. It doesn't at all. But, I mean, you, you, you still need to respect the program and the pipeline. I mean, just because you have a spec work fair contract doesn't mean you're really any better than anybody there you can't go in with that mindset because you, you don't want to be the arrogant guy because that gets you nowhere because that's just going to follow you throughout training and you're going to be big-headed people are going to notice it and they're not going to like you right so basically you're there to be a sailor so yes. when you learn how to salute it takes more than five minutes because they got to sit there and go through like 80 people you know adjust everybody's salute and everybody's stance for parade rest and everything else correct you do get to work out. How many times a week do you get to work out with a dive mose? I think I think that kind of fluctuates between your your class. It does. I know I know with my class we were doing it probably and then I know other classes or divisions or whatever, they, they don't get that lucky. So it just depends. It does. And then with that it's important to it's important to have a good relationship with the RDCs still. I mean, they're gonna be the ones that are gonna hook you up with that extra time. I know our last, very last week, we had finished up everything, and we're just waiting for one of our brother divs, divs the EOD and the uh, the diver group, to catch up to us. And we asked uh, to have an extra dive mo, and then again we asked to have an extra long dive mo on the very last day. So it, it, we ended up having, I think, five di five dive mos that week, and then our la very last one was a three four hour dive mo, which huh. turned out really nice. nice. We got to swim and we got to run that day. And some of the guys, would so, you would you agree that some of the guys look at it like, oh, that might like a beatdown workout, like, oh, they're just beating us because of their bad attitude, you know, or their perception? No, I mean, there's going to be the beatings when you mess up, obviously, but for the most part, I mean, the diamonds were, were there to, to keep you in shape. Uh, you know, if you had trouble with swimming, there was going to be days where they'd help you with swimming, you needed help with running. There'd be days where they'd help you with running. There were times, you know, where we'd mess up, but... Sure. And you pay the man when you mess up, but at the same time, the, the idea isn't to, to just beat you the whole time. No, but also, is it possible to sneak in a golf ball to be able to roll out your arches or a exercise band? Oh yeah, no doubt. You could honestly sneak in just about anything you wanted to, but don't be stupid. 
Okay. I was honestly disappointed I didn't sneak in more stuff. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was pretty upset I didn't sneak in more stuff. Like, damn, I but, wish I had that Snickers bar. Yeah, right? <laughs> no, we, we always found a way to get, like, connections from the outside. Like, somebody would go off base to go to a hospital and <laughs> yeah. watch them at all. And he would just get, he would just hook the whole division up with food, like candy, drinks, um, like for me, like vitamins, like cool stuff like that. Because you, you, the food you eat there is absolutely awful. Like it's so bad. Mm-hmm. So you have to be selective when you eat. Very selective. Exactly. I mean, even the healthy food there isn't really healthy. You know, it's like fake salad. Okay. There's a huge difference between iceberg lettuce and like real lettuce. Also, it, just all, it all depends. Okay. Also, what about receiving letters? Is that valuable? You guys see the value in that? Huge. I have every letter to this day that I got in boot camp, and I still look at the ones that you sent me, Chief. Uh, just because they're motivating, and it's the best feeling in the world when you get a letter, I promise you, because it's like people actually care about you. They're rooting you on it. Yep. And in boot camp especially, it's so horrible it's just a, honestly a dark place like <laughs> it is it's, it's very dark and depressing it's yeah but it's manageable so. and you know you get out of it what you put into it and you try to be the best sailor you can and just realize you got to do your time do it and then move on is it is it like the greatest feeling when you graduate and then you move on to prep yeah it is oh, yeah. it's yeah that was that was that was a good day and now but, when you guys no, do- yeah, you just kind of realize that it, it actually goes by extremely fast. Oh, yeah. You just can't overthink that shit. No. Now, when you guys get into prep, you have this feeling like, oh, my God, I'm in such terrible shape. But the people realize that everybody else is in just as terrible shape. They were detrained almost as much as the other guy. Yeah. Everybody's equally. Yeah. yeah. Everybody's equally out of shape. Yeah. No, that's true. And uh, so was prep, was it beneficial to you guys? I found it beneficial because I mean my running my running was really bad going in just compared to, compared to everything else I was I had trained for, uh, especially in in boot camp I got shin splints really bad in boot camp and throughout prep was the the time to recover from that and then I actually got way better at running before you know ten mile runs was something that I was really scared of and then it came time to do yeah. a ten mile run I crushed it barely even hurt at the end of it and nice. I felt great. So in boot camp, the running shoes aren't the greatest running shoes. And so you need to be doing all type of uh, stretching, you know, for your shins, your calves, dorsiflex walking on your heels, doing seated calf raisers if you can, write the alphabet with your feet. All these things would uh, help for the people that do them. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Definitely. My One of the guys I shipped with, I want to say his name, he's still in Buds. He's in third phase. Still wears his, uh, his Navy shoes. <laughs> will not get new ones. You will not get new ones? Oh, he will not get new ones. No, he will not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he's just, he's really hey, they're broken in. And he's like, yeah, they're broken in. Yeah. Broken in, he likes them. But uh, yeah, sure. in, so in prep, the value there, that's what it's called is prep. It's there to get you guys prepped for the schoolhouse. What about the attitudes of guys? Did you guys have guys like on Friday when I say beat down run or beat down PT, we go to medical? And hide out in medical, you're like the guys that just hang out in medical every Friday? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have those guys. For sure. And the instructors uh, see that, right through that. I saw that. more of that in Buds, though. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. Saw, oh, yeah. I saw a lot more of that in Buds. Yeah. It'll be that way in Buds, too, for sure. 
So if you get to prep and you work out when they tell you to work out, you get to work out every day, five days a week, and then on the weekends you should relax and recover. Is that true? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, definitely in prep, though, I would, I would personally work even harder because, in my opinion, at prep, uh, the only thing that, in my opinion, that helped prepare me for buds was the running. And I didn't realize how, like, good of a runner I was till I got the prep and was actually, like, competing with other guys and, like, try, trying to be better than them, just pushing each other. That was the only thing I personally think helped me going into BUDS because BUDS is just, it's different. It's, like, I think, I, I definitely think prep helped with SWIC with, like, treading and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you don't do much treading in the SEAL pipeline, thank God. We don't really don't do that much after our test out. Right. Uh, you do our test out, and then, then you're pretty much done with shredding. I want to try to wrap up prep and get into the schoolhouse. So in other words, when I get the prep, that's your time when you're going to recover. That's the time when you're going to get back up to speed and get ready to go to the schoolhouse. Uh, having a positive attitude, uh, being humble, and being a team player is huge. Would you guys agree? Oh, yeah, 100%. All the way through the pipeline. The weak eat the, the weak, right? If you got a bad attitude and somebody, you know, doesn't like somebody else then uh you know negativity grows correct so you want to keep it positive oh yeah i don't don't know one single negative person that has made it thank you now i'm not trying to put words in you guys' mouth i'm just trying to you know cover some territory here (laughs) as we're talking for sure so anything else any advice that you guys would give quickly for boot camp and then for prep up to this point for boot camp, just stay motivated and remember why you're there. It'll be a slow, but at the same time, grand scheme of things, it'll be the fastest two months of your life. Okay. And then for prep, take it seriously. Train really hard. And in your free time, crush your legs. Get your core strong because, you know, in buds, every day is leg day. So get get ready for it. Okay. What about Swick? I would say the same thing. Just be, stay focused on why you're there when you're in boot camp. Long-term goal. It's easy. Uh, it's easy to think about, oh, I just can't wait to get out and, you know, see my girlfriend, see my family and go out and drink again. But it's it's not worth it to focus on that. Focus on the end goal while you're in boot camp. And then in prep, uh, focus on getting as strong as you can. I mean, it's your chance. You get that, and then you get a few weeks when you get down to Coronado, and then the real thing starts. And all, what you've done beforehand, those three months before you get there, is is what you have pretty much. Yep. So... Did you guys run into a lot of guys that in the gap between, like, prep and the schoolhouse, they slacked off, kind of partied too much, hung out too much with the girlfriends and family and that, and didn't really work out as hard as they should have to prep themselves? We, we definitely had a lot of guys who went out on the weekends and just made stupid mistakes. We lost five guys in my class uh, just to making stupid mistakes, going out and drinking trying to get an Uber on base and arguing with the MAs, staying out overnight too late past curfew. And, you know, you're still in prep. You're still following big Navy's rules and, you know, what, what they put down for everyone who just got a boot camp is what you have to follow. Yep. So just focus on the rules. Don't, it's, it's not worth it to get kicked out because you decided to go out and have a couple drinks and then, you know, made one stupid decision. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it's not you're not it. there. You're not there to party. You're there to be a Navy SEAL or a boat guy. Like, that's why you're there. So yep. stay away from that shit. Don't yeah. don't go drinking until after you get your brown shirt or something. And then when you do that, realize you still have second phase, third phase, and SQT. Like, you have to stay focused. That shit is really just a distraction. Yep. 
Hey, you guys want to hear something really cool? I was just out in Coronado a couple of weeks ago, and I was looking for guys that I mentored. I found one that I mentored five years ago. He's now in E5, and he's in class 325. Then I found out there's another guy in class 325. I won't mention his name, but he did not say hi to me when I was out there. I don't know if he was too scared or what, or just didn't give a crap. So it was kind of a bummer that that's the only guys I saw until all of a sudden two guys come walking up to me five minutes apart from each other. And one of them, I'm looking at him like, what the heck is he doing dressed like that? And I go, what are you doing? He goes, I'm a SEAL instructor. I go, no kidding. Well, I trained him about six to eight years ago. Then five minutes later, another guy comes up. I go, what are you doing? Oh, I'm also a SEAL instructor. I'm like, son of a gun. And then I found out there's a third guy out there that's an SQT instructor. All three of these guys went through my pipeline with my mentor training that I do for everybody now. Isn't that amazing? Full circle. That is pretty awesome. Full circle. So it is real. It, it can happen. How bad do you want it? You know? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was out there. I got to go to SWIC school. Oh, my gosh. I tell you what. If I had the SWIC video... And the SWIC pipeline PowerPoint that they had, and I showed that to all the guys I train now, I bet you 80% of them would want to be SWIC instead of SEAL. Because oh, yeah. It's a sweet video. If, if I know which one you're talking about, it's, we got shown it right before we graduated. I need to get oh, a copy. Oh, man, we were all kind of speech to me. and was like, oh, this is what we're going to go do. Like, oh, my God. We've done it. Yeah. I need it's to get awesome. a copy of that. I mean, you're in, you guys are in for such a great career. So here you guys, when you guys get to Coronado, SWIC and SEAL work together, right? And oh, yeah, you get about three to five weeks where you're, you're still with Swick and Seal for a bit. Talk. Let's talk about Swick. Tell us the pipeline. Tell us, you know, what what do they have to look forward to? You know, what what should they be working on or thinking about? You know, anything that could help these guys? Well, you get the, the, the three to five weeks of bow. Uh, it varies on class schedules on how long you get. What's but, bow? Uh, they don't know what bow is. What's bow? Bow is, bow is basic orientation. You're still with the SO guys, uh, the SO candidates, and it's, you can get a lot of the, uh, the SO instructors. You can get a few in, uh, strict instructors mixed in as well. Right. But uh, it's getting a little more time to – you're starting – it's a little taste of what's to come. You get an idea of what the inspections are going to be like. You get an idea of the standards. Uh, and it's a little more time to work on the few things that you're still messed up with. You'll have a chance to get good at you know, navigating while you're – you're swimming, guiding. Uh, so you get a little more time to tread. You'll practice. When you go to the CTT, which is a combat training tank, it's their pool that they use, the uh, SO guys will go work on their knot tying and their underwater. The, SB, the SWIG guys will go out and they'll do. They'll, they'll practice their tread. So by the time you're done with bow, uh, the tread the tread exercise, the tread test out is it's easy. I mean, you've done it so many times, and they'll work with you the whole time and we had a guy who really stuck at treading he pushed hard our uh, proctor was always in his face you know man like push yourself push yourself you got this keep going there was a couple of times where we honestly thought we were, oh man this guy's gonna quit like he was he was freaking out in the water and finally by the end of it came back he, he's crushing it now uh ace the test the first time nobody failed it like i mean he it's all a matter of mind over matter. Like you just gotta keep keep pushing, just like prep. So, Stay focused and just work hard on it. So they're not gonna kill you because it does. It is a lot of money and it's a lot of paperwork, right? Right. It is. No one wants to fill out the DOR paperwork. 
Now, everyone hates filling it out. So. Now, what do you do? Have you ever, guys ever seen anybody where they said, you just nonverbal DOR, get over here and sign the paperwork? No. I've, anything I've anything really to that, that matter? Personally, not in our pipeline, at least. Nobody's, there's been a couple times where guys are like, hey, man, like, you need to do this. Uh, specifically, one day, I think it was third week of uh, BCT, which is our selection phase. Uh, we're doing a little deal called push, pull, sit up dips, uh, PPDS. And, uh, it's instructor-led. You go out to the pull-up bars right behind the berm, and you go around, and the instructor leads you through pull-ups, push-ups, sit-ups, dips, etc. Second or third round, and we're only doing five pull-ups. should be easy. Everyone can do it. Uh, they, want, they want good form, obviously. We go through the five, and instructors are all in this guy's face. He hasn't even done one pull-up right, uh, just hanging there. And I mean, the instructors are we're in his face. They're trying to get him to go. He got a little individual attention, and then, you know, we're all getting getting beat us we're just hanging from the pull-up bar for half an hour and <laughs> i mean according to the rules i mean he, he non-verbal dor before he was refusing to do the exercise like he was just hanging there. he wasn't even trying to do a pull-up from what we could tell i mean it got to the point where we were pissed at him because i mean we'd been trying oh, to move yeah. him we'd been trying to go and it just went on so long and made us hit the serve we run out of the berm guys are all young I'm like dude just quit if you can't do it just, i mean just do it man it's not hard it's okay there, pulls, man. there there's your key point that's a, that's a key point I wanted to bring up. So it's a team it's a team effort, and if you got somebody that's not putting out or they can't do it, then the guys, when they start getting tired, will start pinging on th- that person and try to make them quit. Now, yeah, I mean, it, it took a lot for us to get to that point where it was like, just get out of here, man. Like Before, it was all like, I mean, initially we were trying to motivate him. Like, dude, like, you got this. All right, shake it out. Take a couple deep breaths. I mean, the instructors were doing it. They were like, all right. Everyone get off the bar, shake it out. They, I think they made us go hit the surf so our arms were fresh. Yep. We came back, and he still couldn't do it. And I mean, eventually, I mean, eventually the surgeons got tired, and the rest of us just moved on while a couple of surgeons just talked to him one-on-one about I mean, they weren't yelling at him. It was a hard-to-hard conversation with this guy. And, you know, later on, he, he decided to quit once we got back to the schoolhouse. But at the same time, it was just kind of kind of disappointing. I kind of knew this guy a little bit uh, through prep. We kind of got him to be friends, and it's like, Dude, I know you can do this. Like, I don't, I don't know why you just chose not to. Give it but a- at the same time, there's, there's no, there's no hard feelings after you quit either. It was just kind of like, all right, man, like you made the right decision to come back in two years when you're a little bit stronger. Like, we know you want it mentally, but basically, I guess you're just not there right now. Some guys shouldn't. So, yeah, some guys probably shouldn't be there physically. But you know what? I had my leg injury and I could hardly run. It hurt like the Dickens, and they tried to kick me out, but I stayed. You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. I was in the goon squad all the time, but I didn't care. As long as I was going to be the worst runner in my class at that point, but I didn't care as long as I was still there. Yeah. So I mean, was that I, great? I had a similar situation happened to me during uh, the tour. We were, uh, towards the end of the tour, you go on a, on a ruck run. And it's, it's more of a, a fast walk at that point. Right. But you got a 40-pound ruck on. The night before, I started to get bursitis in my right knee real bad. So my knee was all swollen up. It, it hurt to, to bend it more than 45 degrees. And I pushed through the ruck run. I kept up the whole time. And we got done with that. We were doing lunges, and I couldn't go. And started getting mad at me. And was like, I'm going to keep doing it until, you know, I'll, I'll take the goon squat. I had to do a little goon squat stuff. Got a sandbag. Had to over my head. And finally, they realized something. That was, I was injured. Because mentally, I was putting out as hard as I could. I just... Left leg, I was doing great. I was going all the way down. I needed needed the sand. Right knee, just I couldn't I couldn't do the bend. Sent yeah. me over to the doc. Doc gave me doc looked at me side versus side. Just gave me a little shot to help with the pain. Got right back in there. I was good to go after that. Good. So, so it, it all it does come down to how bad do you want it. 
external yeah. influences like other people's opinions, instructors' opinions, coldness, wet, you know, whatever the case might be, don't let anything influence you. You got to stay, you got to keep, the, do you guys agree? You got to keep that need, that why you're doing it, that want, you know, that everything, it's, you got to keep it strong every moment. And do you, Oh yeah, the whole time I was thinking about it, I was like, "All right, I just gotta keep moving. They gotta keep moving. A couple more steps. One foot in front of the other. We'll be fine. We'll be good." And so, made a couple more steps. I was like, "All right, just a few more steps. I'm not. I'm still moving. I still got this, and I'm pretty much done at this point. Tour's over. I'll be able to go home, go to bed, rest my knee. I'll be great." There you go. And everything seemed everything's fine. You know, you got made it. Training, just okay. You made it. They didn't kill you. They didn't have to do all that paperwork. Nope. So, so do you guys agree if you take one activity at a time, never think past what you're doing and just focus on the moment and eliminate exactly. emotion? Kind of like be a, an emotional dummy where you have no emotion, just do what they tell you? Would that help? Yeah, for sure. For sure. Doing what they tell you is a big thing. I mean, that's what the instructors see. I mean, they want even if you're failing, they'll give you impossible tasks. Like, hey, you have two minutes to go change on your wetsuit or something like that. You're not going to that timeline. <laughs> Hell no. No, so that I happens mean, every day, doesn't it? You guys hustling, busting ass. You know, you'll still get beat for it. That's the point. But at the end of the day, they're like, all right, this guy was, was going as fast as he could. He got done. He started helping out his buddies. This is the kind of guy we want. Oh, so it really helps if you show that you're a team player? Yes. Exactly, yeah. They don't want you to finish. Like if, you, if you're a little bit faster than someone, than someone else in selection, they want you to see. They want you to stand by and be like, all right, I'm ready. I did what I had to do for myself. They want to see you and go like, all right, hey, man, here, I got your I got your canteen belt. Here, let me put that on for you while you're putting your shirt on or something like that. I'm like, hey, here's your here's your blouse. Uh, here's the first thing. What do I need to do to help you help you get faster because you're not as good as that? And then it comes around back around. You know, the guy, yep. you just helped out. Eventually, you're going to find something you're – you're not the best at it. Happens to everyone. That dude's there for you to to do everything he can to, to help you out. Absolutely. So do you guys? Yeah, concur? we. Oh, go ahead. We uh we had just got done with a 50 meter underwater swim, and they saw a bunch of guys' helmets that had scratches that like they didn't paint the night before. Um. So they took all of our gear threw it all in the pool. Um, <laughs> you know, there were guys that got their shit and then just went and lined up in a four by, by the gate. And then, you know, the best thing you can do is jump in the water and go swimming for other people's helmets and just collecting gear and trying to figure out whose gear it is. Uh, they look at that and they respect that. And oh. honestly, like, if you act like a man around the instructors, they're not going to treat you like a piece of shit. They're going to treat you like a man. They're going to talk to you like a man. I mean, they're going to, you know, talk shit to you and with you. You can't get in your feelings about that. Honestly, all you can do is just kind of <laughs> let it happen and smile and let them know that it doesn't faze you. And they, they like that. Absolutely. So if you show they help each other out, don't take anything that seriously when they're talking to you. Absolutely. So... Basically, they're looking for the whole person, the whole person operator, the guy that is a team player, positive attitude, hard charger, not the best runner. You're not trying to be an Olympic runner or an Olympic gold medalist. You're not going for a gold medal. You're trying to pass. You're trying to be one of the team. 
And you're only as strong as your weakest link. So if you have a weak link, would you guys agree that it's good to bring that link and try to strengthen them up and make them stronger? Yeah, yep. exactly. There are times uh, on some of our conditioning runs, you know, guys would be falling out. And by this point, I was I was one of the better runners in the class. And uh, Wow, you must have had a weak class. Runs, two were falling behind. And, uh, I know Chief had told us, you know, try to follow in someone's footsteps on the, the soft sand runs because it makes it it makes it way way better. Wait, who told you and, that? Uh, you did, Chief. No, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> How could I think you did? If if you're somebody with a real short stride, you can't really reach out and get somebody with a long stride. So yes, actually, all joking aside, if you have the opportunity to do that and still maintain your stride. That can help. Yes. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. But anyway, so these, these guys that got put in the front, they're like, all right, if you, these two guys fall out again, we're going to beat all of you guys. That's how it's going to be. And they started falling out. I was back there, kind of pushed all those guys back a little bit. And hey, and I were about the same height, had similar strides. So eventually it was just falling out. I was like, hey, man, let me get in front. Literally put your feet right where I'm putting mine. Like, just, just focus on my feet and where I'm putting them. I did that we one did that, time. Made it a lot easier for him. He managed to get through it. So That's awesome. I was doing that one time, and uh, the guy was like really slow, and I was just driving his back, just pushing him. And I, I pushed him a little too hard, and he he did a somersault and hopped back up and kept running. <laughs> but also, I, accident, I accidentally pushed him a little too fast. And he couldn't <laughs> keep up. And did literally like a somersault, like in full stride and everything. Got up and started running and. Uh, two of our instructors, our proctor and another instructor, were in the truck behind us. And after the run, they they pulled us both aside and they were just joking with us, like uh, they're like, "Dang, blah blah, blah you trying to hurt him?" And I was like, "No, no instructor, not at all. Just trying to push him." And um, and they're like, "Well, it looked fucking awesome." And they were just really <laughs> cool about it. See, so. they love that. The instructors. You gotta have fun with it. You do. You gotta have fun with it all the time, even though when it sucks that it's worse. You gotta have fun with it. And like you guys said, you gotta man up. You gotta be a man. When the instructors address you, you answer their questions to the best of your ability, but don't be timid. Do you guys agree with the fact that you yeah, should? Yeah, don't be a little. Don't be a wimp. You, yeah, don't you be need, a wimp. You, you need to respect the instructors, not fear them. Do you agree? Exactly. exactly. And I got to say, it's so much worse if you try to lie to them, too, because if they're asking you a question and something that you know you're going to get in trouble for, like if, if you get caught with, you know, whatever it is, answer them honestly. That's what a man would do. I mean, be like, it's like, hey, dude, is this your is this your dip can? You're not allowed to have tobacco products throughout training. And the instructor's looking you down in the eyes, like, is this your dip can? Chances are he got it from your bag. So if you're like, uh, we got an instructor, that's, that's mine. Like, all right, you're going to pay for that, but that's the end of it, you know, as opposed to if you lie about it, you keep lying about it, then they prove that it was yours. They're like, well, I got this from your, your bag. I got this from your room. The instructor then is like, well, all right, you did that. Well, sounds good. Check. Integrity violation. So you got that going for you. You got the, uh, you got the violation of a lawful order because you, you sign a page saying you won't have tobacco products. And then next thing you know, you're in a DRB and you're kicked out of the program. So own up to your mistakes. You're going to make them. Just be a man about it. Be like, yeah, I, I, I messed up. I did that. That was me. What I got to do to redeem myself sort of deal. 
They don't want people. see that and they'll respect you. That's right. It's a mutual respect that goes both ways between the student and the instructor back and forth. Mm-hmm. If, I got to ask you guys, um, what, if anything, do you think you could have done to better prep yourself for it? And what was the most fun thing that you liked about training so far or being in the community after training? Whiskey Mike, can you answer that one? Training is something that I could have done better uh, beforehand. I, uh, I got one. All right, you go first, and then I'll, I got something by the end of it. Uh, if, if I could start training all over again knowing what I know now, I would definitely focus more on running and just getting very strong legs and core because that's that's majority of it right there. I mean, you do do overhead stuff. I never had issues with that because I had worked on it quite a bit. But legs, for sure. Like, if the stronger legs you have, the more prepared you're going to be. Um, what I do to, like, simulate, like, like the pain you feel in your legs when you do land portage, uh, I do a Stairmaster with a 50-pound weight vest, uh, like high intensity, and I just crush it. And it's like it's 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 been very beneficial for land portage, in my opinion. It made land portage so much easier, in my opinion. So I, w- I would definitely do that, and then definitely get good at lunges. Explain strong. What's land portage for the guys that don't know? Land portage is boats on heads. It is, uh, honestly, in my opinion, it's the most fun I've ever had in butts. Um, so I'm kind of answering that question, too. Oh, wait um, a minute. Fun? I'm, I, I read a book where the guy said anybody that said that Buzz was fun is lying. That's what the author said. I'll put it this way. Buzz is the best, worst experience you'll ever get. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's, uh, it, no, don't get me wrong. It's not easy. No. Um, it's really hard. It's going to be the hardest thing you ever do. But you get done with a day and you're like, shit, I did that? And you laugh at it because it's like, it's just really comical. The stuff you do is just ridiculous. Because it's, because it's honestly like a thousand times harder than you could ever imagine it being. But in the grand scheme of things, nothing you do there is that hard. It's so possible. I've seen big studs quit and cry. I've seen big studs make it. I've seen the scrawniest, skinniest, most unathletic, slowest people crush buds. Like, at the end of the day, if you want to be a Navy SEAL, it's just going to come down to your heart and your mind. How bad do you want it? So, uh, but back to the question, what is land portage? Land portage is boats on heads. Uh, you have an IBS, which is an inflatable boat. And uh, you run a mile and a half down Demo Pit Road with a boat on your head with anywhere from five to seven guys. Usually they try to keep it six to seven. Uh, sometimes guys quit and you'll be running with five guys. Um, sometimes you'll have seven guys and you'll have a guy ducking boat, uh, which is he's not carrying the weight and everybody else is carrying his dead weight. So he's like literally ducking his head. Uh, you do not want to be that guy. and Nobody likes that guy and that guy doesn't make it. So run run straight with your head up in the boat and make sure you got some boat. But um, so it's a mile and a half down with boats on heads, and it's like a full-out sprint. It's in soft sand. And then once you get to the mile, uh, 
once you get down to demo pit road or down to the demo pits, you circle up, you put the boats down, you hydrate. Um, they lay you in the surf um, to cool you down because dudes overheat like crazy. Uh, yeah. Um, and stroke out, and then you get back up and you run back down full sprint. If you aren't one of the first, you know, one to three boats that secure, like that are right behind the instructor you're following, you'll do remediation laps around the O course. Um, and those are fastest. You, you want to secure. You definitely want to secure. You don't want to be so, that slow guy, was, but you don't want to quit, right? Exactly. No, you. It's definitely a team thing. You want to make sure you're switching out underneath the boat because some parts of the boat are heavier and harder than the others. Yep. Uh, it's really about communicating. It's literally a team-building exercise. So so it's really just put out for the guys next to you and just crush it. So does this one apply, you know, the podcast I got where I talk about look left, look right, you know, and then remember those that have gone yep. before you. If you're looking to the left and you're looking to the right and you see they're hurting as bad as you, what right do you have to quit? Why can't you make it? If they exactly. can make it, why you can't you? You guys agree? Hey. Hey, yeah, everybody's Wait. suffering and feeling the exact same pain as you. So, Okay, awesome. You really have no reason to quit. That's great. Thanks. What about you, Whiskey Mike, and the SWIC program? You know, probably one of the things I wish I'd, I'd worked on a little bit more is uh, core and back. Uh, going into it, I wasn't, I honestly, I knew what a hazard was just barely. Uh, and basically, houses are our version of logs. Uh, it's a giant, flimsy uh, log. Uh, and they'll make you guys do them, and you know, you'll do them in soft sand. You'll do them on the, what we call the bilge, which is our, our grinder. You'll be carrying these things in the front. You'll be carrying them overhead. But you know, my bag was always one of the first things to go out. And luckily for me, I always had guys who would be able to help me out. You know, motivate me a little bit, or if I'd been on on the knot, which is a, the heavier portion of the of the hazard line. When I was starting to get tired, they, they'd notice it even before I would and be like, hey man, switch out right now. Like one, two, three, you come over where I'm at, I'm coming where you are. I just kind of wish I'd had, had a little bit more just so I could I could carry just that little bit more weight for the guys. Uh, I gotta just, I'm sorry. At I the same to, time, hazards, hazards. I just want to interject. I just want to interject a good point that you had real quick there. You guys work together as a team, and you work together and switched out so other people can get a slight little break, a little bit of relief. If that boat crew does not like you, they're not going to switch out with you. They're going to try to wait till you quit. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. So it does That's pay sure. huge, huge dividends to be a team player and to be liked in your class. Yeah. It's it's huge. Um, I know every time I did logs, um, I had one good log PT, like one good like group of guys that switched um, really good. And then the next log P, log, next log PT, I was on the end of the log the entire time because I was with all officers, and they were just they were extremely selfish, would not switch. And I just, honestly, I got to a point where I was like, I was, I was like, all right, fuck you guys. Like, I'm going to crush this shit. So I stayed on the end of the log, the entire uh, chest carry. Nice. Um, and that's the thing, too, is if you're on the end of the log and you can do it and you're crushing it, instructors notice that and you get good log chits. So they'll give you, like, this guy was on the end of the log for X amount of time. He kicked ass. got to just embrace the suck. Any log PT you do, 
is only an hour and a half. You do three three intervals of 30 minutes. So you do 30 minutes, they'll give you like a minute to hydrate. 30 minutes, another minute to hydrate. 30 minutes, and then they'll beat the shit out of you. And then they'll tell you to get off the beach as fast as you can. And the key is just, just I mean, anytime I do lunges, I'm just saying in my head, like, F you. F you, like, F you, log. Like, you just have to, like, hype yourself up and just push yourself because, you know, at the end of the day, it's about putting out for the boys, but sadly there are guys that are extremely selfish that either don't carry their weight on a log or a boat. And uh, at the end of the day, it's your career. So <laughs> you can't rely on other people, but you have to focus on doing what you got to do and just put out because it's – you don't you don't get second chances at buds often, so um, I would definitely give it your all 100 percent of the time. Good. Point. I think it's pretty crazy because there's so many things that you're saying that they, they're the exact same thing in the Swift pipeline, but a lot of guys oh, yeah. think seal and Swift are so much different. But I mean, our houses are an hour long, 20 minute intervals. You get a one-minute-ish break. Usually they tell you 30 seconds, but you get the 30 seconds to get off and on the, the hazard to get water. And, you know, by the time the, the third 20-minute one's over, you know, tell you to hydrate, you'll think you're getting back along, and they're like, all right, bring it in. We're done. And they tell you to put the hazards away, rinse them off, uh, put them away, and, you know, get back in the classroom as fast as you can. I tell you what, yeah, I'd yeah. I mean, take a log any day over that hauser. Let me tell you, I've seen it. <laughs> Dude, no, I swear, I promise you, that hauser looks awful. <laughs> it does. I'll be honest, I, I picked up one of you guys' log once, just me and one other buddy, and we're like, oh, man, this is so light compared to our hauser. <laughs> You're Dude, right. I'm telling you, but it's after, great. After being a rollback and kind of, like, knowing the game and knowing, like, how Blitz works, um, we labeled, I mean, we, like, not me, but... Guys who have been to Buds and gotten rolled back, they label logs. So, like, a black dot, dot is, like, the really, really heavy logs. And so they know when the logs are lined up what log to go to. Um, so that that's definitely that's definitely pretty clutch. But um, I'm telling you, it's all – I mean, it's going to suck regardless. Um, I, I will definitely say taller guys have – uh, a harder time with logs and shorter guys are much better at logs but land portage taller guys always crush it and i was always the boat crew next to the smurf boat crew and we would start dead last and the smurfs are the short guys are always in the back well it is so important it was so important to my boat crew to always secure boats because boats sucks like land portage is i mean it's it's a lot of fun but it's just put out and you don't want to do remediation any more laps than you have to. So we would always try and secure, and we would always secure. So we'd just bust our ass and get to the front. And then once you get to the front, it's way slower in the front than it is in the back because in the back, it's like the slinky effect, and you're just playing catch-up, mm -hmm. and it's just a nonstop sprint as opposed to being in the front and kind of going at a little slower pace. Um, you know, when the instructor turns around to see – how how far back other boats are so uh that's a good trick um same with con runs i would uh yep. i would try to bust your ass when they tell you to line up on demo pit road for a conditioning run bust your ass and be one of the guys in the front because it's so much slower in the front than in the back 
Oh, um, yeah. You know, you want to give it your all and go 100%. But if you know the little itty-bitty things like that, uh, you'll be saving yourself a lot more energy and effort than a, than a lot of guys. Yep. Um, so that, those are just some good little tricks. Um, I got one so. thing. I got one thing, guys. Um, whenever we tell guys to meet up, you know, like once a week, twice a week or whatever at the YMCA and do workouts – how do you feel about their workouts consisting almost solely of swimming, side stroke, for a workout? Horrible. Don't do it. Thank you. Why? You you swim once a week in buds. It's a two-mile ocean swim. And this is honestly what I do when I swim. I don't even use my arms. I turtle back. A swim, a two-mile ocean swim for me is an easy like nice chill 75 to 80 minutes of relaxing so you're laying on your back a turtle back is on your back so you people know what he's talking about yes yes i'm i'm not really technically on my back i'm on my side but i don't use my arms i just relax right flexors and kick but you're rolled Um, over a little bit towards your side i mean your back towards your back so i mean you're gonna do a ton of swimming and prep don't get me wrong swimming is great cardio but I will tell you right now, if you think that you're going to crush buds because you're really good in the water and you kind of struggle with running, I mean, it's it's buds is a running man's game. So if you have time, work on your running and get stronger with your legs, core. Um, you know, swimming is pretty irrelevant. Being comfortable in the water is huge. Me personally, I was I've always been extremely uncomfortable in the water. But I passed all my test outs in first phase for water uh, skills. And honestly, nothing you do is really that bad. It's 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 really just a mind. It's a mind game. It is. So I remember during the 50 meter, Underwater I was really rifle? close with my proctor and bow. And he told me, uh, go to the back because uh, you don't want to be in the front because they'll beat you up a little bit before. And if you're in the front, you got to go first, second, or third. Your heart rate's going to be higher, and the 50 meters is going to suck even more. I tell you, that, you know, great guy, but that was the worst advice he ever gave me because we didn't get beat, um, and I was in the back, and they turn you away from the, you know, the evolution so you can't see what's going on. And you're in the back, and you hear guys passing out. I heard a, I heard a guy pass out, get smacked. Like whenever you pass out, instructors will smack you in the face to wake you up. And uh, one of the instructors smacked him in the face. He was like, was like life or death, mother. What's he going to be? So I was back there. I was like, oh, sh- dude, this is going to be horrible. <laughs> and um, so that's literally great. right after that, they told us to uh, hit econ, which is like the sh- that's their way of just playing, you know, FF games. They're just trying to mess with your mind. Yeah. And so I ran through the decon showers. They're really cold. And then they make you sit there all cold. Well, I ran through those decon showers super fast, and I was the next to go because I wasn't about to sit in the back and listen to guys pass out. And I was like, dude, screw that. I'm getting this shit over with. <laughs> so, But it's I, not that I'm bad. I'm telling you. I, what's up? It's not that bad. It's really not. The 50 meter is the easiest thing you do in buds. It's really not bad. Uh, drown proofing was honestly drown proofing was the hardest thing I did in buds, just because I'm really negative in the water. Uh, so I definitely work on your floating and traveling. 
uh, especially if you're negative. But drown proofing is also extremely easy for people that don't have uh, negative buoyancy. So I wouldn't really freak out about anything in buds because honestly, in the grand in the grand scheme of things, nothing you do there is really that hard. I mean, you can do anything for four weeks. Like, let's be honest. So I wouldn't – don't overthink that shit. Like, it's just – it's four weeks of a kick in the nuts for a lifetime of glory. Four weeks? Being a part Wait, of the, what part's four weeks? Well, well, four weeks. The first four weeks and hell week. So you have your three weeks, then hell week. Really, that's the, the kick in the nuts. After I mean, that, what happens? I haven't done this. It gets What's a, up? After that, it gets a little bit easier, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. They start educating uh, you a little I, bit more. I haven't gotten that far yet. No, I know. It's, yeah, they start teaching you. I'm you know, telling you as an instructor, they'll start educating you a little bit more. And then, uh, you know, yeah. you start getting more academics and a little less beatings. You agree with that, exactly. Whiskey Mike? Well, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's, you know, you're not you're not expected to succeed at all in the first four, for us, five weeks with a swig. But as soon as that six week six week starts, you know the instructors are like, "Hey, look, like we're done with beatings. We're not supposed to be beating anymore. We don't want to beat you anymore. Like this is learning time. We want to teach you how to do this and this and this. This is what's going to make you better. We know who you are now as a person. We want you. We want to teach you now. Just gotta. All you gotta do is learn. So really, it's not like oh six weeks of getting your butt whooped. It's only four weeks, and after that, the real training starts. The first four is just to exactly. see if you have what it takes and you really want it. You agree? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Now, Golf November, man, I mean, you got more goal than I do, man. I, I only did it once. What, what are you on, your third time? This is my third, yeah, third class. Uh, my first class, my grandfather passed away. And, uh, you know, the, my proctor I was really close with told me, uh, you know, well, he just asked me how close I was with him and went on. We were very close, and he was like, listen, your grandfather's funeral only happens once. Buds will be here when you get back. So I ended up coming home for that, getting rolled in. Uh, then in three, two, uh, in my last class, I fractured my ribs, two ribs, the second F phase, and had intercostal rib strains as well. Um, and I didn't initially know I broke like messed up my ribs so I I kept on going I just thought I was having heart I thought I had heart issues and heart troubles uh but I was like dude you know what I don't even care I, I'm just gonna go and if if I die then that that's God's plan but I'm not gonna like give up on this um so I kept going until a uh, night rock portage I literally passed out under the boat and we were we were we were 20 yards from securing, uh, just right there, right there, and so close to Hell Week. Uh, we were 20 yards from securing the boats, and we were, you know, the shortest guys, and, you know, the Giants are the guys who kill land portage. Um, and on our run back, we were the first ones right behind the instructor, and I passed out. Um, so I'm pissed off about that. But I couldn't breathe. Um, luckily, it wasn't, I didn't have any heart issues. I thought it was heart issues, and ribs and i'm still in the game and i'm still i'm still in buds so that's all that matters to me right now so i'm just ready to crush it with this next class and 
uh, you know, get through the suck and just live live the life I've been working so hard for. So you still have your dream burning very steadily in you, right? Oh, no doubt. And yeah, you, you won't make it if you don't have that dream. That's right. You know, honestly, being set back from your goal sucks so much. But doesn't it make you stronger? You either let it eat at you or you can be a man and be like, dude, you know, shit happens for a reason, but I'm still in it. You know, I'm, I'm not on a ship right now. I'm not in the regular Navy. I'm still in, you know, buds. I'm still in the pipeline. And a lot of guys aren't, you know, all my friends quit. So, and I'm still here. So. If you had other guys that were in the same boat as you and you got rolled two or three times, do you agree that they might end up in a mind, mindset of, oh my gosh, I, I don't want to go through all that again. I'm just going to quit? Yeah. No, yeah, no doubt. There are guys uh, that are repeated, they're, they're medical warriors. So they, they originally get rolled for an actual like medical reason. Then, as soon as it comes time to like class them up, they'll come up with some bullshit excuse as to why they're not ready or they hurt something again and uh, they just don't feel 100%. I was just talking to a buddy today on the phone. He's like, honestly, uh, I don't feel like I'm ready to go 326. Uh, I'm on, I know I'll be good for 27. And I was just like, I was like, dude, I don't even know how I feel, but I'm just ready to go in with 26 because I'm tired of waiting. I want to do it now and I want to crush it. Uh, you just you just have to have that burning passion because, you know, you, do. you have two decisions throughout the whole pipeline. Either make it or don't. And yep. the longer you prolong the waiting, it, it just makes it worse. And it's better to just get it over with and crush it. That's right. It's like jumping into cold water. You go in one foot at a time, nice and slow, really easy into that ice water. Or you just say, screw it and jump in. You know? <laughs> Definitely want to jump in. <laughs> definitely, you definitely want to jump in. You don't want to prolong that one. Not at all. Do you guys? Uh, do you guys have any last-minute closing statements? Because we're going to cut it short here, and we can do this again anytime you guys want. And I tell you, I really appreciate you guys doing it. I just wanted to let the group know that uh, we were addressing you guys as Golf November and Whiskey Mike because we didn't want to use your real names because. Uh, you know, one of you is an operator and the other is going to be there soon, you know, when you get through training. And for security reasons, we just try to keep it, you know, on the downside. But uh, you guys are both doing great things. And I'm proud of both of you. And I'd like to just let you guys, if you have a closing statement, to go ahead. Uh, just, I mean, it's, it's, the suck's worth it. You'll, if you get through those few weeks of suck, I mean, it's, there's so many amazing fun things that you're going to do i mean even just looking back i know i got way more to do and way more to learn once i checking out a team but uh just thinking back all the all the fun stuff i did you know the, the sucks the suck wasn't even comes close to how much fun i've had i mean it's it's more than worth it just keep pushing through you know and it's just one more step or you know, one more hour just keep making those little minor goals once you make once you complete one, move on to the next one, and you'll be doing the, the cool shit like shooting shooting guns, jumping out of planes, and all that all that fun stuff. So, awesome. Gear this up. Thanks, Whiskey Mike. Um, you know that's these a lot of these guys are listening to this stuff and they just won't know till they get there. But hopefully, a little bit of this will stick, and when they get there, they'll recall what you guys have said. 
and they'll hopefully end up where you guys are one day. I hope so. For sure. Yeah, if, if I could end on anything, I'd definitely say one evolution at a time. Don't ever think too far ahead. Um, I've had best friends that were total studs uh, that just mentally screwed themselves over because they were always looking too far ahead and they, they just developed a negative mindset and they just weren't looking forward to that next evolution instead of focusing on just putting one foot in the front of the other and crushing the evolution they were enduring at the moment. Or, I, would, I would definitely say just stay positive and be, be humble. Uh, when you get to Coronado or wherever, you know, whatever training pipeline you're doing, uh, for me, especially in Buds, that, that first day on the grinder, uh, you know, you know, break out of day one, phase one, that, that was like the best feeling in the world because you're standing on the same grinder as so many men and warriors before you have stood on. Like, I'm getting chills saying it. Like, it's, uh, it's truly like an amazing experience. And I, I always look at it like this. You know, growing up or look at, you know, training for this pipeline, you're, you're looking at, oh, man, Navy SEALs this, Navy SEALs that. Uh, these guys are going through buds. Well, that one time at that particular moment, you and your classmates are the only ones going through buds. Like, it's just a cool experience and definitely soak it all in. But at the same time, let like remind yourself that you you've earned to be like your spot to be there. And don't take that for granted because the moment you take it for granted, the moment you quit or the moment you get dropped. So stay humble and put out for your boys because uh, th those guys are going to be the reason why you make it through because you mm -hmm. uh, can't do it alone. So, Amen. And, you know, the same works with Diver, EOD, Air Rescue. You two just happen to be one SWIC and one SEAL you know, that we're talking to for these pipelines, but it works the same for all these pipelines. And, you know, I can't thank you guys enough. I mean, I'm developing friendships. I'm not just mentoring and training young guys to be warriors. I'm doing that, yes, but I look at it like I'm developing friendships. You know, I, hopefully I'll know you guys till the day I die, you know, and I'll always have your back, you know, because that's what it's all about, and that's what these programs are all about. You know, it's a brotherhood. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, for sure. We appreciate it. And I can't, so. you know, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, we're going to call it call it a day right now. But, again, thank you both for coming on today. And uh, please come back and uh, so we can talk some more, share some sea stories and things like that. Okay, guys? Sounds, Sounds great. All right, gentlemen. Thanks a lot. Hoo-yah. Have a great day. Thanks for you. Thank you. See you.